Yes, it's been a while, but Vivian and I are back as we're here to talk some things that us 40-year-olds like to talk about while, of course, getting stoned. Uh, this was a fun episode. They all are fun episodes, but Vivian and I have not uh, been able to hang out much lately because of work schedules, and so this is the first time we've actually done something since this summer. Uh, and hopefully we're going to be able to get to at least a once-a-month recording session, which will basically be two episodes a month uh, for the next couple months as my busy season we're right in the middle of. And then uh, in the uh, winter months, we'll pick up our round-the-square-table show and other stuff that uh, we have as ideas for uh, this podcast, The Middle Stoned Age, and just the stoned Texan uh, in general. So be staying tuned for that. But here is Vivian and I talking about her new job. And of course, as always, relationships, love, pain, and all the fun stuff that's going on in the world today as seen through the eyes of 240s. Uh, 40-year-olds, not 40-year-old, but 40-year-olds while being stoned. Well, tell me about the job, the flower place. What's going on with that? Um, I get to show up and make arrangements for people all day. Sometimes I read the card. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) you really know when someone messed up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking about the extravagance of it? I got you. That just... There was a, it was a really sweet card the other day, and it says I really messed up. You're you know you're my whole world, and I really miss you, and I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it didn't sound good. So when when you're doing that, do you then create a narrative in your head? Um, like what they did wrong, and <laughs> well, probably cheated. That's my go-to for at our age. <laughs> yeah. You're only sending flowers. You're only sending flowers for small hurts mm-hmm. or huge hurts. Mm-hmm. The middle hurts. You're in her forties. You're just like, ta-da! That's mm-hmm. what you get. You know. Mm-hmm. It's funny though because I'll send. I mean, I haven't done a big thing, but I've sent Jenny flowers for a couple of little things, and then there's a couple of things that. I was the ass that were bigger, and I was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I'm an ass. You know I'm an ass. Let's deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I'm like you. It's either he broke her her grandmother's urn or he fucked two of her sisters. It's mm-hmm. There's no in-between on yeah, that. Yeah, there really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this shit's pretty good. <clears throat> I, uh, uh, yeah, it, going down to Central, I love Central Texas, and what we'll do is we'll, we're going to eat in Waco at a place that I love, and then I want to, we're going to go to the, uh, uh, shit. Wimberley. Well, yeah, but in Waco, there's a oh, woolly Waco. mammoth museum. Oh, so they so in the seventies, there was these kids just walking down the creek, <laughs> and they start jacking around and 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 undig- digging stuff up, and they find these bones of these uh, elephant wo- woolly mammoths and all mm-hmm. that. And then a flood came through and it unearthed like all this other, just basically it was just this burial ground of, of woolly mammoths. There's a saber tooth tiger, there's a couple other things. And so what they did is, and I'd heard about it, but Mm -hmm. I'd never been, they built the museum part around it. Okay. And they're still digging to this day. So like, yes. And that's the cool part. So you go into one building, it's just a real small building. It's got the gift shop and all that. 
but it's a whole park. Like it's about two, I think it's about a hundred acres. Uh, and then there's another building and that's where you go in and it's just a big, I mean, it looks just like a movie. Mm-hmm. You walk in, you look down and, and you know, hundreds of feet below there's a, you can see all the the bones and stuff, and half of them are still partially covered. And you can see all the scientists' tables where they're still every day they're doing oh, wow. the yeah. It's just really really cool. So what's even more enjoyable though is me and Grant learned is get high and do it. <laughs> oh my god, it was so fun. Like he doesn't do that much. Like he, he they have edibles. Like they have a friend that's in Colorado, yeah. so they always have edibles. Um, but when we're on these trips, I get him to get full blown head high. That's why I call it head high. Oh my God, dude! We were we got asked we got asked politely because the guy knew we were stoned, but he was like, "Look, keep it down." Well, no, no? Y- y'all can't order pizza to the museum again, sirs. You ordered pizza because <laughs> we were. It was like, of course, it was, that's how they knew you were. Yeah, high. oh yeah, he, he knew we knew, he knew, and, and we knew he knew. But no, it was just it was the first day of the the temperature break, and we were oh, down yeah. there to see a football game, and we at the game. I mean, we got there. We always go early. We got there at two. The game ain't till seven. Mm-hmm. We can't even check into our hotel room yet. So he's like, I've always wanted to go to this thing. I'm like, let's go. And then I was like, but we've got to do this. And so we're sitting there, and we were like, man, it, it felt great outside. It was like 82 degrees. And we were hungry. We still couldn't go to the hotel. We didn't really want to drive around. So I was like, you know, I, I saw a domino. Like, there's literally a Domino's a mile down the road. And he's like, you want it? I'm like, fuck yeah. So I ordered it on the phone. And we thought they were going to come to our car. They had never known. Oh. Well, because it was the address, they went there. And I guess the people were like, and we couldn't see him. We, we yeah. only saw him because we saw we saw him coming back. And we're like, hey, that's our pizza. And he goes, oh, I tried to do them, and they told me we didn't do it. Like, they had called the store. They were about to throw the pizza away. Oh, wow. Because they thought, you know, they yeah. didn't. And so that's, I was like, oh, that's, that's ours. And so the guy kind of laughed. And then the other guy came to us. He goes, hey, we really appreciate y'all being here. Y'all can stay as long as you want. <laughs> Just please don't order pizza again. <laughs> or if you do, please go park at the front where they can see you. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, guy. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. That's something you really, if you are in Waco, you need to go see. You would love it. It, it because, like I said, it's an ongoing dig, and it will be an ongoing dig forever. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I mean, they they still don't even know yet if this if, if this is – they think it's a mass event, like maybe flooding caught these man, mm-hmm. woolly mammoths in the mud, and they just literally all starved to mm-hmm. death, or maybe the flood just – you know, they drown and mm-hmm. stuff. And so, like, yeah, this isn't – like, th- there's other years there, but the, the, the woolly mammoths, they, they think are all one – at one, at the moment. one time, and and the reason I asked you about the narrative is the that's what the 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 lady that did the tour she get, she basically has a narrative for each one they found. That's how she, you know, that's just how she personalizes. That's why okay. I asked you with the flowers. Do you do you ever do that? Just have a narrative like oh he like you said oh he cheated. And I bet he <laughs> cheated with this, and now he's got to do this. Or you're just like yeah, I'm just doing the flowers. Um, I'm honestly, I mean, I try to make it a little bit better. You know, if I know it's heartbreak. You never know. But then we get sympathy. So I did tons of sympathy yesterday. Oh, is that hard? No. Not, no. I mean, you don't know what happened. And it's something, you know, I get to bring a smile to somebody. Yeah. You know, flowers. How do you, how do you frown at flowers? Maybe dead ones, but like the beautiful ones that are sent. Yeah. How can you not be like, wow, those are really pretty. Yeah. I, I, I you know, I. I still do the at least once a year, send my mom flowers at mm-hmm. least once a year, uh, sometimes on her birthday and on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get my fiance some flowers. And, and, and it, flowers are never a big thing 
for me, but when I see when it, when it's done really good, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like I got I got her mom, Jenny's mom's uh, some flowers for Mother's Day, and they didn't have to throw those out till July. Oh wow! And, and apparently, I'm like Forrest Gump of flowers. I've always <laughs> been good at. You know, we were just talking about this off the air about. You know, how you can look at something and go, my, the person I'm with will like that. Mm-hmm. I've always been able to do that. And I've always been able to do that with flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'll just think of like, I want to send flowers to somebody and, and I, and, unless they've told me specifically, oh, I like these. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just pick them out. And apparently I just really, I've got a really good win rate on that and stuff. So <laughs> that's awesome. But I also, a friend of ours thought, I, I think I've told you this before, a friend of ours thought I sent a creepy, so tell me if you think this is creepy. Okay. And it's that friend. You know what I'm talking about. So during COVID, you know, you can't go out. And, and so the options were like what you and I did, uh, uh, you know, the later on that spring, and I just came over to your mm-hmm. house. We played video games. We got stoned. Yeah. All that. Mm-hmm. Um, slept together by meaning you fell asleep and I watched Hulu for seven straight hours because you slept for so long because we were up all night. But anyway, um, and so before I met you, me and her, we were like, well, we we wanted to do, you know, we still thought there might be something more Mm -hmm. than just, and so let's have a date. And we go to, uh, the fancy hotel in Dallas, uh, the Omni. And we go down there and, and they had just relaxed the 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 rules this was Ju- january mm-hmm. 2021 so if you stayed in the hotel you could go eat and that's mm-hmm. literally the only reason we stayed in hotels i i wanted to eat at the the steakhouse mm-hmm. in the omni i've always heard it was really good and so we got a room and so I'm like well, hey well, screw it we're gonna, we're gonna might as well stay that we're yeah. adults and it gets you know she kind of has the same situation it's weird she has the same situation as my fiance now she lived with her mom mm-hmm. and so she never had a chance and she has a 15-year-old son at the time that mm-hmm. lived with her 16-year-old son. And, and so it was just a chance for us to get away. Yeah. N- not really thinking hanky-panky, just hang out. And that's what we did. We just hung out. So anyway, so we watched a couple movies. Um, we watched Nemo, Finding Nemo. <laughs> I hadn't seen Finding a- Nemo in forever. That's so great of Yeah, movie. it's a great movie. And I wanted to watch it. And she wanted to watch it. So we watched it. So anyway, so the next day, you know, we're, we're done. And I am the type first night, first date date. Like if I feel mm-hmm. like it's a romantic date or anything. Afterwards, I'll send a. I like to send something to them, mm-hmm. like a flower or something. I, I try to be a little bit more like, especially because of Amazon, you can do this. I try to be a little bit more like something about the that night before that would be remembered. So right. I, I just sent her a five dollar little Nemo fish. Mm-hmm. Never heard anything else about it, you know. Afterwards, I mean, she told me thanks, but didn't hear anything about. It. So like one of the times we were all hanging out, I was when we were at the Rockwall at one of the concerts. Mm-hmm. We were just sitting there talking, and this girl talked about this guy gave her a gift after a date and. She turns to me and she goes, that was so creepy when you sent me that. Like, I, I got creeped out vibes. And I was like, <laughs> like, little Nemo freaked you out? Like, we also watched the movie where Vince Vaughn, who's a serial killer, changes bodies with a, a high school girl. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if I just sent you a machete, I could understand. But little, how did little Nemo no, creep? A, I mean, that's just, that's a weird thing. Uh, it, well, you know, I don't know if it's creepy. I'm me personally, I would have seen great amusement. Is a real live fish? No, no, just a little stuff. It's literally oh. little Nemo, little stuffed Nemo, okay. and it wasn't that big. I mean, it wasn't like it was you know overly big. Stuffed animals can be I creepy. Thought that'd be cute. See, and like, that's, that that's was my whole endearing. thing. That, yeah. that's hey, you were paying attention. This was a fun moment. Yeah, and, you know, and and whenever you look, I mean, and you can tell like you're in the studio. I put things like that. Like I I bought over there. I have four video games that 
I still can play. I have my GameCube right there mm-hmm. and Nintendo, and I still occasionally, but I mainly bought them because those are games I played 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. I just, when I'm sitting here recording and, you know, I, I come in here at five in the morning and don't leave till seven, eight at night sometimes, mm-hmm. I can just look over there and remember, hey, I remember in college, you know, in 2001, waiting for Walmart to open up so I could get NCAA 2002, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so I think that those things are kind of cute. And if you don't like it, I get it. Yeah. You know, if she just said, ah, oh, it's just not my, but to say it was creepy. I don't think that's creepy. No, it would have been really creepy for me mm-hmm. if it was like life size, like a yeah, huge, exactly. massive the, the, one, like going, okay, so what the fuck am I going to do with this? It's kind of like the flowers. If it's small, it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. And if it's, but if it gets big, for some reason, stuffed animals get creepy. Yeah, well, I mean, where the hell am I going to put the Exactly. Dad? And there's also that. And then I can't, I can't put it away. So it's not, so if I didn't really like it, it's not like I could get rid of it. It would, be in the room. <laughs> always there. Always there. I'm always behind you. Um, I, uh, I, you know what would have been really creepy? If I would have stolen her panties and then mailed them back to her. That would <laughs> have been creepy. That would have been a little creepy. But knowing yeah. her, she would that would have been endearing some way. <laughs> so do you, are, are, you, uh, are, are you getting to work? Like, do you work set hours every Monday through? Or just how does that work? Um, yeah, I only work a few hours. Uh, and how did you get this job? Well, we were on our way out of town to Houston, because, and then we were going to go to um, New Brunswick, yeah, because we we're floating the float, yeah, yeah, you do every float. year. And so we're on our way to drop the dogs off, mm-hmm. and to have them boarded. And it's all it said now hiring, so you know I was thinking about it and pondering, oh. and like going hmm, and then I think probably maybe. An hour-ish or whatever into the trip, I, I just called them. And it was funny because at first, you know, they're giving me the, yeah, just, you know, fill an application. Yeah. Boo, 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 boo. I'm like, okay, well, you know, just so you know, I have design experience. Yeah. They're like, what? Can you come in today? I was like, well, unfortunately, I'm driving away from the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so, you'd done that before. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me that. I guess it's been 10 years now. So, um since I started and the place is cool, great vibe. Everyone's so happy. I mean, you're working with flowers. It would yeah. be really sad if you had crappy people that managed it. Cause you go to a lot of different places and it's just, it depends on who's running it. Depends on the whole. Every, I think every job, no matter how crappy the job is or how great the job is, 90% of it is if you like working around the people, mm-hmm. you, the job itself, even if it's a back-breaking job, you, it's mm-hmm. still easier to deal with if you just enjoy being around the people. Mm-hmm. But everybody's cool and fair, and um, I'm in best of my Like, ass. is this a big shop, or is this a mom-and-pop shop? No, it's um, it's um, it's a pretty well-known name, and they are busy. But... Like any flower shop, you just don't take one floral company. You take yeah. multiple. Yeah, yeah, I take all those. So you get all these orders coming in all day. So I walk in, usually six hours, and I'm on. I'm standing on my feet the whole time. And but you're creating, so I know you. That yeah. doesn't bother you. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's exhausting. I had to do. Um, I mean, I volunteered, kind of just went and just did it, but processed flowers because. None of the young kids were there, <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, that. "Oh, and that's how I started in the industry." Yeah. So it's something I know how to do. It's not hard, but I mean, I just remember when I first started doing it. Um, you know, with having fibro and these other things, it's you know, you're lifting, so you're going. I'm <laughs> twisting and lifting. Yeah, 
all at the same time, and I have to move really fast. You know, when I did it before, they're like, oh, you're not going fast enough. I'm like, I'm not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this, I mean, I went in there yesterday. Oh, gosh, I bust my butt. And, <laughs> and um, on the way home, and I'm not driving, but on the way home, I'm, like, so tired. And I'm trying to play my game, and my head just keeps... <laughs> Just hitting. Hitting just. down. I'm like, okay, I'm not really falling asleep, but I'm like, I can't open my eyes right now. Yeah. I really, that was, it was a hard day. Do you get that the next day? Did you get the soreness that feels good? The old workout soreness, you know? Oh, yeah, the back of my legs are killing me right yeah. now. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, and it is exhausting. I can't, there's no way I physically could do a full-time job of this. Yeah. Just with everything. Because my body is so finicky. But it's perfect because it allows me to, take my son to school, pick him up because, you know, school's too far to walk. Yeah. And I be there for them, and and, and I, I love it. Yeah, because, I mean, we talked the last time we had we had done one of these. Multiples, we've talked about the one thing that you've not had was creative outlets outside mm -hmm. of your stuff at home, and mm -hmm. then and those are those are great, but you, you needed a gr bigger creative outlet. Yeah. And so I think also you needed something that creative that you were not. I know this sounds weird, but I've learned when I'm doing a hobby of creating, I want to create something that that I'm that's leaving. It's not mm -hmm. in front of me. Mm -hmm. If I do a hobby and then it's just in front of me for some reason, it just I don't know. There's just not that same. I don't get that same satisfaction. Maybe it's the the, the service side of me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm this is going to something somebody else. Like you're talking about. You know, we joke about whether it's cheating or not, but the sympathies, you know, mm -hmm. it's even if it's not a death, it's something mm -hmm. that something somebody's gone through something big enough that somebody else is like that bitch needs some flowers. Mm -hmm. And so I, I can see where the, even if you don't feel it outwardly, that inwardly, that there's a refreshing of your karma mm -hmm. center, just getting that, mm -hmm. you know, that satisfaction. And I mean, so here's what's funny. The the other job. um. I walked into it not really knowing anything. Yeah. And I had to learn everything on the fly. Without really any any guidance. Yeah. And um, it was a train wreck. Uh, and I tried and tried and tried. It just was, it was beyond me. It was beyond my scope. And it happens. And There's it nothing happens. wrong with that. It's very um, deflating and humbling. And <laughs> I swear I have PTSD from the experience. And then I have this other job where I have it work professionally at a shop for eight and a half years. Yeah. And, I, and when you did it for, you did it full time, right? Yeah. Okay. That's full time before. And, and so, you know, I'm coming in and I'm just kind of doing what I do. The visual, for me, I'm such a visual learner. Yep. And I just kind of put a code in, I see what it is and I make it and, and I'm, I'm trying to learn, and I haven't really been coached or told exactly. I kind of just walked in and just did it. You know, you bring up a good point, though. I think that's the, the one of the neg or what, one of the issues with the other job is that's not a visual, and it's weird because the field is very visual, but mm -hmm. y'all's work is computer based, and it's words and words and text and mm -hmm. papers. And if you're a visual learner, that's a that's really hard to comprehend because I'm mm -hmm. the I'm the same way as you. Mm -hmm. I would rather go to YouTube and watch a video on something mm -hmm. than try to read in, in instructions. Mm -hmm. I just and I'm not I don't mean it like in the guy way of I can do this. No, I mean in the way of you can explain it as as simple as you can. But when I'm reading it, and it's funny because I'm a voracious reader, mm -hmm. but that 
just does not compute. But if I go yeah. watch YouTube, even on silent, mm-hmm. I can just watch oh, you YouTube. You just watch what they're doing yes. and you kind of just see. And I just memorize mm-hmm. the patterns, even if it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's the third screen, stuff like that. So yeah. I'm the same way. So I kind of see now why that job probably wasn't the right job for you. Mm-hmm. I know it was a good pay and all that, and that God, sucked okay. you in. Yeah, and that sucked you in. And that just goes to prove the older we get. Man, the money ain't always the, the thing. I'm I, I, 20 years ago, it was. I could have done anything for money. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm only going to do what I want to do. And if that makes me money, great. If mm-hmm. not, I'll figure it out. And I you know 20 years ago, I mean, because I've done so much corporate and, and not non-visual things. Yeah. I probably would have been great. I picked it up a lot faster. Yeah. But now, it's just, no. And I just, it, my, my brain fights with it. It's, it's stressful, but... I think that's the big one is your brain fights I, with you on stuff now. Mm-hmm. It talks back, and it's really hard. Especially when you but, agree with it. <laughs> you know, right? You know, like, where's that motivation just goes out the window? You're like, oh, yeah, you're right. What the mm-hmm. fuck's motivation, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, man, my, my, at least for me internally, I feel a lot happier. Yeah. Um, you, you look like the weight has been taken off. A lot of it has. Even last time, you'd already. The resolution had already happened. You still were, you know, mm-hmm. and also that could have been just being tired from being from Japan. But but <laughs> oh, I can tell God, the difference. Yeah. And you just like you're lighter now. Like you can just tell mm-hmm. you're, you're you're just not you don't have a care in the world as far as work stuff right now. No, I've been able to. It's well, back it up. Things went crazy a year ago for me. Yeah, starting Labor Day weekend, like really crazy. Yeah, and. So now, as you go through, you know, me- uh, Facebook memories comes up one year ago. And oh, yeah. This and that. Um, it's really gotten me to think about my growth. And and I look back and just see, I'm like, I can't believe mentally I made it through that without worse outcomes. Yeah. And the work I've put in to myself to be mentally stronger has I've seen payoff. Yeah. Not a hundred because you know, with every step forward there's a step back. Yeah, or two or three. Yeah. But I'm calmer. There's um a lot of the anxiety has been able to subside and to enjoy things. I might have enjoyed it, but like I wouldn't allow myself to relax enough. Yeah. To enjoy it. Well, I get that. So it's it's very meaningful for me through the the tragic um all the things that happened what i saw and experienced and letting go of or you know not wanting to let go of but yeah. having to yeah well and and as those hit every year try to remember the growth cuz each year it's it's different and, mm-hmm. and and i know death and divorce but divorce is is the death of a, a marriage and mm-hmm. When when my Facebook memories with my ex would start popping up, you know, a year or two after, the, I remembered the fights of, oh, mm-hmm. I remember that night. We ended up blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's more step back. And, oh, mm-hmm. I remember that. That's the, We went to the beach and Noe yeah. was there and our friends. And I don't even think about And then five hours later, we were throwing plates at each other. No, yeah. we really weren't, but just yeah, using yeah. the generic. We yeah. were fighting. Uh, and and I've noticed that with some of the people that have died in my life, that the Facebook, the memories, mm-hmm. the the pain is being, sl- I actually think Facebook memories, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I you see people that are in your mind and you can only think 
you think of the last moments and so mm-hmm. it's painful, but you see the Facebook memories and it, it's a picture and it forces you to mm-hmm. focus on, oh, that's when we camped and things yeah. like that. And, and man, we're also just at the age where people die. Like, yeah. fan of the show, doing well. Mm-hmm. And this guy's younger. Um, gets pneumonia, goes into the hospital, dies. Just dies. You just, you know, he died. I mean, it's just like, it, and it's just, you know, I'm I'm in my upper 40s, and it's like I realize that people that I went to school with, and I don't mean like dying of a wreck or dying of cancer, mm-hmm. just high high blood pressure. Oh yeah, cholesterol, or mm-hmm. just died. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a couple that's just oh, yeah, they you know they strokes or heart attacks. Yeah, stroke or heart that attack. Age now in that bracket where yeah, it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And. I have one of the things, you know, I love about weed is it puts you to where, like, if I'm listening to a podcast, I can, I can hear what they're talking about and then just have a whole path in my mind of a Mm -hmm. conversation to where I don't even listen to them anymore. Mm -hmm. I was doing that the other day. I'm listening to this podcast talking about uh, growth of of, just talking about growth of the city in American city and Mm how we, you know, in 20 years, there's no small town. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, 20, God damn, in 20 years, I'm going to be two years from 70. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, 20 years sounds like forever. But the thing is, it's is not now. Well, it's not. <laughs> but like 20 to 40, I'm still going to be the same per. I was still the same person, same mm-hmm. activity. There's a chance that if I make it to 68, God willing, that I might be like, like old and can barely move. And, and mm-hmm. maybe the last five years of those, that 20 years is not as fun because mm-hmm. I'm getting older and stuff. And, and I mean, I feel like I had my midlife crisis in my, after my divorce, not yeah. before, like most <laughs> middle-aged guys. I, th- I feel like I had it after for about two years. Yeah, it didn't cause a divorce. It no, was no, no, it didn't. It was all. actually, it was born of the divorce, yeah, born probably. Yeah, divorce. And, and I, had a, I had a period where when I was drinking too much, I was, like, really fearful of death. Like, I'm going to die soon. I'm going to die soon. And, I, and it's still something. I've, I've always been just thought of that, like, mm-hmm. you know, just. And, um, but yeah, so I had like a couple year period where I was like, just really like, oh my God, I think I'm going, you know, I could go at any moment and and I've gotten away from that, but I still, I still struggle with that. I am in, if not the last third of my life, Mm -hmm. the last half of my life, Mm -hmm. at least I'm about, I'm 50 in a couple of years. And it's just like, the, the, the thing is, is I'm like, I don't feel it though. I don't feel it. Like, I, I mean, physically I do. <laughs> you know? I mean, my bad knee and all that. But yeah. I'm talking about like mentally. Mentally, no. I don't. I still think I'm the same person. Yes. But I'm just jaded. <laughs> yeah, just, just I hate the world. Grumpy. I just, you yeah. know. But like I still get the, the things that excite me, I still get excited about. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like we're I'm taking my fiance to her first high school football game. We're going down to Wimberley, Texas, and I'm generally excited. We're gonna stay at this little yeah. this little house on the lake and we're taking her dog and her dog when we took went to the beach, we didn't know what she'd do and she just mm-hmm. was like, I love water and so we're excited. But anyway, I generally late was laying in bed last night. Like I'm really excited to see that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like does a 48, should a 48 year old be excited about that? Or am I, is it okay? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, my dad is, is me and, and, and I am my dad and he is 77 or going to be 78 this year. And he acts like he's a 15 year old. And so I, I don't think it's a negative at all. I genuinely mm-hmm. believe that if you have a, if, if you don't, feel like you're 60, you're gonna, your body won't age like it's 60. I, I do believe in certain things like that. And, and so I don't think it's a bad thing, but I just sometimes look around at people my age and I'm like, I don't feel like 
like I feel like they're talking down to me and they're not mm-hmm. I mean in my mind not them actually talking down to me but in my mind I feel like you're the adult and and and, 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 and I'm the kid yeah and, and, and I realize oh wait you're 35 and you're asking me to teach you something holy <laughs> shit it, it's just blowing my mind lately yeah I just I I'm not handling it well <laughs> <laughs> well I you know I've during the day it's I work with more people my age and then, you know, once it comes to the afternoon or here and there, there's just like, wow, I could be your mom. Yeah. You know? Or well, it's like, it is crazy. So it's it's so weird. Like, some of them look really young. And yeah, one of them I thought was older than this other one actually just got her license. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's a great celebration. But it, I mean, I will say it's a great gig, especially when you're younger. Yeah. I mean, hard work and always moving around. You don't have to just stand. And now all I want is a job is I don't move around. Like, no. <laughs> but no, you're right. That I, I could see why I, I, I do miss being active like that, like mm-hmm. where you didn't even think about it. Oh, but my body hurts so bad. Like, oh, yeah. Because I'm just standing all day. I mean, I, I mean, and when I go to the flowers, I'm rushing. I don't, there's no slow walk for me. Yeah. <laughs> So are, is this something where you're allowed to fully be creative or are you basically following? No, your... I follow recipes. Yeah. I follow that. And, you know, I've been thinking about that as well as like, that's fine. That's at the level where I feel comfortable. I want to get in because I, I even back when I started, yeah, I processed flowers and then I kind of was like, oh, here, go play with this because you're creative and go do this. But like formal trainings, no, like yeah. design elements. And there's certain things and that, you know, I can YouTube that stuff, but it's the... I've been out of it so long, I just want to gain, like, I want to gain speed to be able to do it faster. Yeah. And um, I want to, like, knowledge of certain styles and other things that I can take. And then eventually, you know, I'll do my own thing again. My, uh, so back when I was growing up, Kroger's Mm -hmm. had a flower section Mm -hmm. and, People worked there designing mm-hmm. flowers mm-hmm. and from scratch back then, really. And one of my good friends who was like the most non-creative person in the world mm-hmm. basically got thrown into that job. But, and it always paid more because it was creative, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And so he did it and he was really, really good at it. It was just blew our mind. And I'm talking about just as recently as it was like five years ago, I had went home to Marshall and uh, it was 2014. It was mm-hmm. when I got sick and I went home to Marshall to kind of recoup and figure out my life. And... He finally admitted he basically, once they told him he was doing the job, he basically went to the magazine stand, stole a floral magazine, mm-hmm. and he would just look at the pictures mm-hmm. and ju- he could do from pictures. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you know, somebody would say, okay, I want something for sympathy. And he'd yeah. go look at that month's sympathy thing mm-hmm. and, and he make would make, yeah. he ended up doing that. He ended, did that career. I mean, he's still doing that career. Mm-hmm. He now owns a flower shop in Marshall. And it's mm-hmm. so really cool because now he's actually, cre- I'm assuming he's creative, but yeah, it's just weird how that, you know how he took that job and mm-hmm. it's also weird to think of a grocery store having not only a floral area but a floral section where a lady or a man are, are designing your stuff for oh, you oh that's what i did in the grocery store oh that's really that's where i started yeah. oh, okay and i did weddings delivered them oh yeah i mean because yeah. marshall small town at one time that kroger's that flower department was probably the the only one in town mm-hmm. there's only a few shops his and oh, like yeah. one other yeah mm-hmm. floral that's something that you, you, you talk about, you see things that die because of the internet mm-hmm. and you see companies and you see just complete fields just die 
I work in media, and, and while media in and of itself, like what we're doing is definitely not dying, but like print media is dying. Mm-hmm. They didn't adjust well. Flor- they fought it. They fought it. Florist adjusted well. Florist said, okay, you know what? You're right. People can buy this on the internet, but why don't we be your warehouses? We'll mm-hmm. we'll make it so that way it's it. Tr- so one eight hundred flowers. When you say you can send it in twenty four hours and it's fresh, all you're doing is sending me the box to the floral company. The floral company five miles down the road is doing it mm-hmm. and then sending it to them to send back to here. Mm-hmm. That's genius. Yeah. That kept them in the game. Yeah. Um. It, it, I, I've aver- I've had floral companies advertise with me over the years, and that's all, the that's they you know they say are mm-hmm. the, the chains. Uh, was it FT. FT something, whatever it was, the big chain. FTD. FTD. Yeah, they were smart. Instead of fighting it, they mm-hmm. said, hey, we need to figure out how to keep our skin in the game. And, and you know, it, it works. They don't, they're not even necessarily, I mean, they might be a warehouse of flowers, but if you own it independently, you have wholesale flower companies here locally. Yeah. Really so, yeah. And that's what I always did. I just ordered from them directly. Yeah. And um, it's just, but it's amazing because you have these companies, most of them, you don't even have to have a shop. You just have it to where you, um, send it off to another flower shop. You're like airdropping it. it, basically. Yeah, that's all yeah. you do. That's all that, that it really is, for the most part. And um, here's the pro tip. Okay, pro tip number 42. <laughs> when you're wanting to buy flowers, uh-huh. call the shop directly because you'll save money and fees. Yeah, I could see that. I was actually going to ask. That was going to be. I was going to ask that in that in that way, like. You know, cut out the middleman and go mm-hmm. straight to them. The thing is, is the one eight hundred flowers. They have the inventory, so you can see. That's what that's what gets them. That's why they're that's why it works. It's for people like me who I don't know the difference. I know what a rose, mm-hmm. uh, you know, roses. Well, yeah, you can go pick a picture. Hey, yes, you want to do this? Exactly. Now, here's the other tip that kind of goes with it. Um, if you go online and you just do it as opposed to call the, the shop directly, uh-huh. you know, your paint and they, they don't even charge you a delivery fee. The shop has to take out money for delivery. Oh, really? Del- delivery is usually ten dollars. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you get those $40 bouquets, you're not getting $40 of flowers. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're getting $20 or $30 of flowers. And How about 20 because then yeah. the vase costs. Yeah, and then everything they, else is in the in the yep. fees. Mm-hmm. I got you. And all the fees. That makes sense because mm-hmm. they never quite look the size you think in your mind by the value that you're paying. Mm-hmm. I, I see that now, That why that would be. And those flowers are Photoshopped, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Some of these flowers are on long stalks. And I'm like, they look like they're in your face, you know, they're, yeah. they're facing you. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> so they always try to get this little bowl look, shape look to it. And that's what I'm learning. So I'm like, I want to do different, but yeah, not that anyone's had to tell them anything yet. I'm sure it'll be the day where they're like, hey, Jen, you need blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. You know, it's just there's a lot that I'm learning on the more business side and just that type of stuff. And it's fun. I love it. I love every. Isn't it, nice to, it. isn't it nice to genuinely 100% love getting up and going to work in the morning? Mm-hmm. I the, the only negative I have of working at home is you never leave your job. That's literally mm-hmm. the only negative. People will message you assuming well, your studio is at home, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm also doing something, you know, covering sports, which is something I absolutely love anyway. But it is so nice. There, there is such a difference of only getting four hours worth of sleep and waking up for a job you love mm-hmm. compared to only getting four hours of sleep and waking up for a job you hate. I yes. mean, it completely changes 
you know, I was even telling you, like, I'm just on this weird kick, and I always get this way in football season. I, I'm just, I'm no matter what, I go to bed at 10 o'clock, I wake up at 3 in the morning. I go to bed at 9 o'clock, I wake up at 3 in the morning. I go to bed mm-hmm. at 1 o'clock, I wake up at 3 in the morning, and I can't go back to bed. And I'm in that cycle, and it sucks. Like, right now, I'm on fumes, I'm tired. But, like, last night, I went to bed at 1, woke up at 3, and yet, I was ready to go. I was like, well, you know what? I can't sleep. I might as well come in here. I started editing stuff and, and doing stuff for the next day's worth of shows. Man, if I was doing a job I hated, mm-hmm. I, I'd have had, I wouldn't have had that. And it, the positivity of, hey, at least I'm doing something I love would not have been there. I then would have been angry. And then that's where you get anxious and angry. And, and that's when and, and I have learned so much over the last few years about how anxiety can lead to swollen everything mm-hmm. more than anything else. And so now I'm really realizing there's times when I was like, oh, I'm just having one of those days with my knee. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. I was just anxious. I was on edge. And so my body was was swelling up mm-hmm. in spots. And so it, it, it's crazy. I, I've, I've never thought holistic medicine was 100% kooky, but I've always thought there was some kooky. And I think there is still some kooky on it. But some of the stuff like that, they're really right. When when I'm less anxious, my knee has no my knee feels like it did before mm-hmm. all the procedures and stuff. I can't even tell if I'm anxious, my knee tends to bother me more. Oh yeah, anxiety is a huge factor in it. And you know, talking about like homeopathic and natural yeah. ways, it's um it's interesting because you can do meditation and heal yourself um, inside. Yeah. You do it mentally, and that's something I'm struggling and learning, but I definitely admire, you know, and, it, and it's it's crazy. And then we're watching, I love this, uh, William Shatner. Love this man. The Unexplained. Mm-hmm. We've been watching. Oh, yeah, day. yeah. I love it. I love it. And I'm like, in my head, I'm going, why is he sitting? You know, talking about people who don't look their age or yeah. act their age. Yeah. This man's amazing. He's like 91. Yep. I didn't realize how old he was because I'm like, no way. I was like, okay, now I know why he's sitting. I feel like an asshole now, but he's still got a pretty sharp mind, though. Oh yeah, he's great. And um, I think last night or the night before, we were watching one of the episodes. We were talking about um, people who can see things or experience things, and somebody that's touched or yeah, like this woman could like see the sickness and say, or you know, do you believe in that? Um. You know, I've, I'm not going to say it's not real because if someone really truly believes it and there's positive outcome, there's something. Um, but one of the one last night, too, where they were talking about premonitions, yeah. dreaming and stuff. And that I totally believe all of that. Yeah. Just because of from my personal experience. Yeah. I so from my head trauma when I was like 15 in a car wreck, um, when I woke up from being knocked unconscious, everything at that point, from that point to now, I've dreamt about and I've seen. Oh, really? And it's weird because I don't, I can't tell the future and I don't, I mean, I'll get um, deja vus a lot or I get these, like, these really strong intuition feelings or I've had this, like, one feeling um, that, like, I don't know what that is, but it's a positive, I'm like, what, what's happening? Like, what am I holding out for? Like, yeah. What, what, what's happening in the future? And it's like, it's crazy. I'm like, I'm all, didn't matter what I did. It was just like, just waiting there patiently until, you know, and it then happened. someone enters my, my world. Yeah. And then, then I'm like, Oh, so it, what's even crazier is that it was happening before the wreck. I just wasn't conscious about it. 
because the summer before, because this wreck happened like in March. Yeah. And the summer before, like July, August, I had the dream of the wreck. Yeah. I had the dream waking up and following the crack in the windshield. And yeah, I remember you telling out, about that part. Yeah, getting on the car and feeling very like dreamlike. Yeah. But I'm like, that was just like, wow, I've been here before. And, and when that happened, um, God, I was in so much shock. I had no one to talk to about it. Like I've talked to it openly now because I'm like, it is, you know, I'm. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, not only years ago. Exactly, you just you we, we're still in the age where you get thrown out as a witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sadly, but, but no, but I I do believe. I mean, I believe that there is an energy where everyone's connected. Um, however, people want to to believe that, um, and like their own spirituality is that's their choice. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's so many things where. It's hard to say that would be untrue. Like Mother Nature, the energy and the earth, like even us to squirrels or whatever animal and the trees, rocks, we're all part of this world. Yeah. Our energy is all connected within it. And um, I mean, I'm not going to get too much into it, but that's kind no, of the I mean, basics. We're, we're of welcome where, to get into it. Hey, you know, this is right around, we're getting close to Halloween anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've told you before, I had a show of Skeptic Text, and I'm going to actually bring it, start that back up. But uh, I want to believe, but it's just, I like the energy thing, I, I, I'm, I am a believer in that. In fact, the only kind of haunting that I truly believe is real mm-hmm. is where you'll be like every night at 2 a.m., the same thing happens over and over and over. It, it's always the same. It never changes. Mm-hmm. And that's more of like a memory. Um, and I believe that's where somebody's energy is imprinted mm-hmm. in an area, whether for good reasons, bad reasons, whatever, that their energy literally is doing the same thing mm-hmm. every night. And, and you're you're seeing that. I, I just haven't seen anything that makes me believe in like hauntings where like the mm-hmm. ghost is, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all are aware of each other or, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, well, then, then the show as well, they had in like an episode where um, people who received organ transplants yes, yes. started having new habits and being able to actually be good at them. Yes. Like it's a muscle memory mm-hmm. to them because the sal- the, those cells are now in their body. Yes. I, I, you know, I could, I, sure, I, I have no problem believing that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the problem is, is a lot of that. Us growing up in the era where we did, where that stuff was on sensational television, mm-hmm. and so we don't. It's just hard to, to you know, we're, we we always joke, but I mean, Gen X, we are very jaded. We're very, well, you're bullshitting me. You're, you're bullshitting me, mm-hmm. and so the idea, a hundred percent, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I, I could believe that you could have, you know, memories of certain things that you don't understand why because mm-hmm. you've got, the, and you said it best yourselves. But I liked what you said. You know, I, I said I don't believe. I like how you just simply said it's un. You know, if if it's untrue or not to you, mm-hmm. and I am becoming not that I was ever combative, but I am becoming when it comes to religion and stuff more mm-hmm. of you know what, if that's what you believe, and that makes you comfortable when it comes to that time, I'm a, I I believe yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll battle with the whole religion thing the rest of my life because I again if. If there's a God the way the Christians say it, then he's an asshole anyway. Like, I, it's got nothing to do with heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, he's, and, and that's why I just go, there's no way that the Christian God's the real God. There's just, I just can't, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. going on the, the ghost and all that. But yeah, that's, 
I I, I want to believe on all that stuff. I just, as I get older, I used to be a big believer, and as I get older, I just, I, I hate it, but I do think more and more it's it's a dirt nap when you go. Like, there's mm-hmm. just nothing, and I don't want that. Yeah. And that's the thing, Christians, when they're always, oh, atheist, I, do you not think I, I want... I don't want the dream of, hey, man, when I die, that's actually awesome in life. It's just going to get better. Mm-hmm. Why would I not want to believe that? <laughs> right? Like, I'm not actively trying to not believe. Mm-hmm. It's just I can't even passively believe. I mm-hmm. can't even, you know, I, I try to do the whole thing of, well, hey, you know, this world's so, how could this not been created? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's how things are created. It's shit just happens. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It's in your spiritual. I'm I'm not even really spiritual. Mm-hmm. And, and for you, what is what is what is your spirituality? What is your walk? And I don't even want to say in faith because that crosses a religion line. But maybe it is a faith even in spiritual. I guess anything I mean, you can have faith in yourself and people and yeah. and scenarios. It doesn't necessarily have to be a specific religion type faith. You know, faith, hope, all of those are are good feelings. Yeah. You know, to have and to believe in, because I mean, once you give up hope and faith on anything, it's kind of doom or gloom. Like, who cares? Well, but yeah, I mean, but, if you're but, a person that never has hope and faith, would it be? I mean, I just true. That is true. I mean, would it be if, if they don't have it, or what happens when they have it? You know, what maybe they haven't been able to experience it because of the, their environment. Yeah. And. and how life has gone for them. Oh, yeah, exactly. And some people just, whether it be life experiences or just their brain and how they're wired, they're mm-hmm. just very no-nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I believe in what I see. And I guess I, I'm, to the, I'm, I'm to that to an extent. But, again, only because of our generation, like just paranormal, ghost. Mm-hmm. Ghost hunting was so big. It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's bigger again. But, like, 20 years ago, man, you had it was really big at thousands of ghost shows mm-hmm. and I used to get into Even comedies. Yes. Yes. And I got into a couple of those shows at the point where I was like listening to their, their radio shows back mm-hmm. then. They, they didn't even have podcasts. They, they did it on, went to a radio station and then you start five years later, they all like, Oh yeah, that was all we were bullshit. Man, we were paid. We didn't know what yeah. we were doing. And so I just, that keeps happening. And, and so it's just now when I, I still try to watch those shows around Halloween because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are still going on. Some, oh, of them, yeah. some of them have stopped and then restarted. But like one of them, uh, the ghostly, I think it's Ghost Encounters, it's Zach Braggins. Mm-hmm. And he's a interesting dude because he's, he's our age, but he's still dressing like 2001 <laughs> Jinko jeans, too big, the black shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still have a show. And so I'll try to tune in at Halloween. And then like five minutes in, I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I hate to say this, but it's also the Christmas thing. I miss that wonderment. I miss that innocence of mm-hmm. there might be a ghost in the room or there mm-hmm. might be a fat man coming down your chimney and he's yeah. wanting to actually give you gifts and not go up your chimney or whatever you want to say. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I guess some deaths in my family of younger, younger people in your family dying hit different now. Yeah. Um, It's just way different Mm -hmm. because it's just, you realize how pointless, especially, you know, cause of death matters. And with this one, it's just how pointless it is. And I think that's just kind of got me, you know, we're, we're at an age where, and for me and you, especially, because we love what we love, like video Mm -hmm. game stuff. Nostalgia is really easy to Mm -hmm. fall into. Mm -hmm. And this has just even been even Mm -hmm. more because I'm just, like I just I don't know I I miss that innocence and I, mm-hmm. I I sometimes look at when the really old people and mm-hmm. you see it again 
And it's sadly because they're they're losing faculties, but they've also they're at that level where the, the world is new to them again. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm not saying I want the <laughs> Alzheimer's, but God, I miss the world being new. Um, yeah, I mean, but now we know that's the thing. There, there's a lot of anxieties of knowing that you don't have to have anymore. Yeah, but it's nice to pull the you know the wool over your eyes and. Yeah, like yeah, but then after all those experiences, I yeah, mean, then it becomes it's it's manufactured because you you're still jaded. Again, we're mm-hmm. the, we're the most. I still feel even with the millennials and the zillennials, all I still think ours our generation is probably going to always be the most jaded. Mm-hmm. Like we just, <laughs> we were thrown to the wolves and had to fend for ourselves. Well, and everything's <laughs> bullshit. I mean, that, that, well, we see through the bullshit. We're like, oh yeah. And have you ever noticed that? Gen Xers, all of us, the good ones, the bad ones, we all have at one point in our life had a little bit of ability to run some scams, get some BS. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of, kind of, you know, nothing serious. Well, I mean, the ones that go bad serious, but even, even people that I know they're good natured. And I think that's why the bullshit. I think we, we, we saw enough of TV, read enough of books that mm-hmm. we can do a thousand things mm-hmm. not well. But well enough <laughs> to get you by when you need to, because I, mm-hmm. and I don't even mean like illegal. I'm talking about like me. I, I until I got into this 20 years ago and, and went to college and said, or well, went back to college and said I want to do broadcasting and broadcasted. I was that guy that worked 400 different jobs. I talked myself into so many jobs <laughs> that I. You talk about your job. You didn't really at the end oh, of the yeah. day, you just I've... you wasn't your job. You just wasn't for you. Mm-mm. I I would know it wasn't for me, but I would it was good money. And I, I would talk myself and I could I I, I want to say con, con mm-hmm. artist. And, and I think our generation, we all have enough of the bullshit detector, but we're also we can sell the innocent enough mm-hmm. to where we seem genuine, even when we're not. We know how to work the system. Yeah, we know how to work the system because we saw that we well, and a lot of it is we were in the middle of the changing of systems from the the archaic to how uh-huh. it is now with computers and yeah. stuff. And we're the ones that were leading the way doing mm-hmm. that in we our twenties. Um, I, I, I laugh when I'm on, on the X now, as they call it. And these 20 year olds will, they, they, they think anybody above them is a boomer <laughs> and, 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 and they'll start talking about, you know, you f- boomer. And I'm like, I'm 48. And they're like, yeah, boomer. I'm like, I'm, I'm like a Gen X motherfucker. Well, I, I, but yeah, that, that, and I also Respect. say I'm like the only reason you're even on this fucking thing is because when we were in our twenties, mm-hmm. we were creating all this for yeah. y'all, and it, it's it, that was my first. I'm oh, your mama, not your grandma. Yeah, well, but that was my first. <laughs> oh God, I'm getting old, and I'm you kids today they don't understand. So <laughs> that me and that thing goes in my head all the time because I look around the world and I'm like, yeah. okay, same shit's happening, and it's like. History's repeating itself. Things still haven't changed. You still have a large voice of like the trickle down effect. Also, well, I mean, you, you go all these different ways, that's right? Our fault. But it's literally the same damn thing. And it's like we need a revolution, but everyone's will do it online. But they don't want to like have an. Nobody actual... wants to. Yeah, nobody wants to change their life. No, they don't want to be inconvenienced. Look, they I, love the convenience. I, I've come to understand that. The world today is where it's at because Gen Xers, because we 
we, we allowed the boomers to stay in control because we're so apathetic and mm-hmm. we're so we don't want leadership. We just want to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. We want to show up to our thing. And we don't want to stress about it. Yeah, we want to go home and we want to sit by the fire, play some video games. But that's our fault. I mean, it really is. It, it's our it's Gen X's collective thoughts. Because look at the leaders. They're all 80. They're well, all 80 well, because... Well, yeah, but they won't let... They're, I mean, with the boomers, they won't let go. Yeah, but we could have... We could have with, with Obama, what, no matter what political side, I'm just mm-hmm. talking about pure age. Yeah. When Obama became president, that was a chance for the Gen Xers to, to, to grasp leadership positions, mm-hmm. to, to, to grow up. And I don't mean that we're immature, but we're mm-hmm. just, we just don't care. Well, the other thing, too, is we're a little... I think a lot of us are a little bit more... I'm not liberal or whatnot, but we're very oh, yeah, we're, more we're, open. Like I guess more liberal in a sense, but we're more open, and it's it's harder when you and, and, and when you watch the government, it's like they sway one way or the other for whatever. Like, but see, it's weird it's, because it's, I'm see- I don't know. Yeah, I'm from I'm from a small town, and I'm seeing people my age, my friends, people I went to school with. Mm-hmm. That I know at one time were more liberal, who are now more conservative, and it just blows my mind. But I think I think the term I've always described myself, and I hear only Gen Xers say this, is I am socially liberal, fiscal conservative, and I only ever hear Gen Xers say that. Older people, I, younger, I hear Republicans say that all. No, the no, time. I'm talking about. But I, you know me, I am yeah. legitimately so, and I'm mm-hmm. not. And when I mean fiscally conservative, I just simply mean. There has to be some checks and balances. There, there's mm-hmm. got to be times where we say, okay, hey, do we really need a hundred billion? And, and you know, we could use ninety-five billion and still be good. I'm not talking about like, like I believe we can fund welfare. I can believe we can fund, you know, any kind of food assistance, housing assistance, and mm-hmm. all that. Um, the other term I call myself that is, is a liberal libertarian. I believe our government can help the world. But they can also stay out of my way mm-hmm. and leave me the fuck alone. As long as I'm not fucking with y'all, y'all don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. But y'all can still help. Mm-hmm. It, it, and that's the thing is everything with, with our politics today is either or. Either or. You're either this or that. You either mm-hmm. If you take this bill, it does this but doesn't do that. We have no let's work together and, you, you know, we're both going to lose some things we want. But we're also going to eventually probably make society happy because 99.9% of us are just like we're in the middle. Let's all help each other out. And we're in a weird time. I was joking about us being in a more educated time, but we're not. I mean, no, we we, we should not. be. But I, 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 I read people that I grew up respecting, mm-hmm. people that taught me, people that were mentors. And I have no problem with their political side. If, if you want to be on a political side, that's fine. But when they're saying the things that you know are so easy to look up and Mm -hmm. verify and they're wrong, and I don't mean they're being wrong on, hey, this tax package will be 50 percent. No, it's really – no, in like, hey, we have a fascist who if if he wins presidency will literally try to become a dictator, and they will defend that. And it's like, y'all are the ones that taught me about freedom. Like, you literally were the history mm-hmm. teacher that taught me about freedom and the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And, and and I always remember this one person, and if somebody from my hometown, they know who I'm talking about. This one person literally said, democracy is not about the winners. Democracy is about the losers and the winners working together. And then at that same person, 30 years from now, is posting, uh, you know, I'll mm-hmm. kill everybody that, you know, if, if the election doesn't go our way, I'm going to burn things down. And there's so much fear led 
mentality. Well, that's because that's the that's what that's what you can give him credit for this, and you can say what you want about Trump, but the guy just knows how to win a room. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Um, but I also I, there's a thing I believe I and I don't know if this is a, a call thing, but con men can con. I only believe a con man can con a certain percentage of people. A, a con man can never con a hundred percent. But the people that they con fully buy into it. Mm-hmm. The people he don't fully never buy into He's it. He's full of shit. He's full of shit. Now I'm not saying He's it, literally a salesman, it, like really exactly. really good one. But but the thing is, is the problem that people that oppose him is. They get to sound snooty when, like, how can you be so stupid? It's not stupidity. It's just he says everything that they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing I've always said is, is Trump in of himself is not the issue. The issue is, is there's millions of people that think what he says. And I don't I still don't believe it. allowed he, them to do it publicly. Yeah, allowed them to, exactly. The, you know, he owns the libs, owns the libs. That, that's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it became. It became politics of who wins the memes, mm-hmm. like who has the best meme. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I see so many times where. And then you control the media. You control. Yep. The, you have that controlling voice. Yep. And you have, and even if it's a smaller group, if it's louder, somehow. And you I, know, that then, right there is what I have to keep reminding me right now because mm-hmm. we're we're getting closer to the election, and it feels like he's got a lot of momentum going right now. It feels like if the election were held today. Mm-hmm. It would be really close. But then I remember I felt this exact same way last time. I do think when you you got to pull back because you get into the Internet world, you get and you get on Twitter, call it, it's Twitter. You get on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> and even I, a person that works in the field, understand that that's a very small slice of life. Mm-hmm. But when you get inside of it at two in the morning mm-hmm. and you're just reading and reading, that slice gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you have to remember to pull back. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, yeah, this is they're really loud, but mm-hmm. this is still a 5% of the world. But the thing that bothers or worries me is, you know, I thought when he lost the first time, that would kind of, okay, they're going to realize, oh, you know what? We were kind of stupid. No. no. They're going full force again. I mean, I hate to say this, but I don't think the world can get any better until the, all the boomers are completely gone. And that's so weird. But even then, they have kids, and well, a lot of them believe. Yeah, but it's, same. I mean, historically, and yes, people do turn more conservative, but historically, 20s and 30s are always more liberal. What what scares <laughs> me, I was about to say something to you. Dad gummit, what was I about to say? <laughs> yeah, it's that point of the show. Um, I was, But there's something, that, what I was about to say, that gummit is really smart, too. Like, I was going to be able to. Go tell Trump to his face, and he'd have been like, "Oh my God!" Um, but no, it, it's just—I don't know. It's—it's it's like you say, it's the fear, and, and it's. Well, I've seen it so many. Yeah, we have too. I've, I've seen it. I in my see parents. It there. Uh, yeah, but like that, or just random people. There's fear in everything they do. They're uh, so next door. Terrified. The app next door. I haven't been on that forever. If you want to see. I'll just go ahead and say it. It comes out usually as right, just straight out racism. Oh, my God. What is this black person doing in front of my house? Should I call the cops? And, and you you look at the picture and it's a dude with a pizza and he's got a domino shirt. And you're like, oh, he's delivering a pizza. But, man, those old white – next door is the new Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or, or it has been for a while. I, I found it about next door actually when I moved into this house in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, they actually would tell you in the rental – or in the uh, – 
real estate paperwork. You know, mm-hmm. you get the paper of things around you. And it was like things online. And one of them was next door. It's like keep up with your neighbors. And at first mm-hmm. it was really cool. Uh, but no, more and There's, more old people. I mean, it's just pure race. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. Go, if Get next door. Look on your app. Now, you, you might oh, know somebody. I have. I have no, I'll say it to the oh, audience. Oh, you oh, might yeah, know yeah. somebody. You, If it's close to you, you might end up knowing somebody. If it's a small town and you're going to see obvious mailman, why is this black guy near my mailbox? And it's just like. Golly, are you the, y'all? That's y- y'all are the. Oh, this is what I was gonna say. We grew up where our parents are the hippies. Mm-hmm. Our now not mine, mine because they're from a small town, but, so but many about of in them general, were. yes, in general. But mine wasn't. Yours, but I'm just saying in general. <laughs> but yeah, but all of them are the ones now that are the. And that's why I'm like, is it just inevitable? Do you get to the point where you you're so afraid of change and everything that scares you mm-hmm. that you know? And and that's conservative in of itself. That's literally the description of conservatism. Mm-hmm. They don't want anything to change. Mm-hmm. And it, are we going to become that way? I've gotten more liberal as I've gotten older. I actually was more. Of the not quite Michael J, uh, Michael P Keaton, Keaton from Family Ties, but mm-hmm. I was I was very much more of Texas, you know, Marca and all that. As I've gotten older and seen what I've seen, I'm more liberal. Um, but I just worry, like, do we eventually get that scared too that we just hold on to what we know? When At least it won't be racism. I would say, you know, I will say. For boomers, they didn't have the computers. You know, we're in that. Gen yeah. Xers, we were, you know, some of it, I'm like, yeah, that's beyond my scope. That's my choice. If I wanted to know it, I know enough to, to get started yeah. and then to learn it. But then there's some, you know, a lot of them chose never to do technology. Yeah. You know, never to do anything like that. So they're ve- they're still write letters and make phone calls so that's, or I guess landline. That's, yeah, that's weird because my parents didn't. They they're, they're had internet for since 99. Oh, no. I mean, they're not like, like, you know, my dad can't go code a page or anything, mm-hmm. but my dad can figure out how to get to stuff. And my mom, mm-hmm. my mom, my mom still works and she works at a creating. So she's been dealing with computers for 40 years. But they're an entire generation who were never taught how to voice, handle, or uh, teach about feelings. Yeah. And then here we are with our scars from growing up and the suck it up buttercup and oh that's just what boys do yeah and that and then the older we get we're like whoa 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 now we have a voice now we're saying this is okay now we're you know and then the internet hits and all these other different things and they don't know how to cope so now that they push their their they've hurt people their mentality way of life yeah if they choose to see their ways and to learn a lot of those mental um, what's the roadblocks roadblocks yeah hurdles and see it and deal and go through that pain of what they know that they've done and be able to accept those feelings then things you know there's a different outlook but because they're not and they're afraid they're getting to the end of their life and then they have full of regrets no way to be able to they've you know, been stubborn their whole life and they don't want to talk about anything. And then when it comes to when they get older and everything, you know, you get more set in your ways. Yeah. You don't want to change because that means that you have to, to deal with a lot of those emotions that aren't so fun. Do you think maybe one of the negatives of that we, well, technically now we're backtracking, but we generally age and, and live longer is that we, we have a, a generation above us that is, 
while they're dying out, there's still millions. I mean, they're still so big. Many of them. And I mean, it was a baby boomer, so mm-hmm. it, they were mm-hmm. already big. But they're living longer, mm-hmm. and, and so maybe when you were dying in your 60s, you didn't you didn't get to that point yet of the overthink. And, and I will say this. I will probably be just a defensive if I'm 80 and everybody below me is telling me I screwed up their lives. I can see how that can be a little defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they're the same people that bitch about the younger generation. I always respond, you raised us. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're bitching about anything, and part of it is I think we all, I think every generation does that on the youngers. Mm-hmm. I think that what Gen Xers, and I say that, I see Gen Xers doing it now to young people too, and it annoys me. I'm like, why are you're literally just on Facebook today bitching about the boomers, bitching at you, and here you are bitching at a younger generation. Mm-hmm. How about not bitch about it? How about just listen to them? Yeah. And, well, that's the thing is, listen, you know, if you're, if I'm being an asshole or doing something and, you know, you know, they've been talking, you know, gaslighting, all these different yeah. terms have come up. But it's behaviors, right? And if I don't stop myself, and if I don't be like, oh, wait, well, hold on. You know, this person's actually saying that I've made them feel uncomfortable. As opposed to me pushing it aside, going, well, what have I done to make them feel this way? Yeah. Or is this just a miscommunication? You know, it could be both. It could be one of them or none at all. But having that ability to... um Oh gosh! Let's get into that time again, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say while you're thinking, we have to remember. I, I believe I love my parents, but the baby boomer generation is very selfish. Very. They they had parents that fought in not only one but some of them in two world wars. They mm-hmm. literally changed the world, mm-hmm. and. The baby boomers live off that, and they scream mm-hmm. American all yet. And I know the wars were different, but mm-hmm. that's also the same group that was dodging going to Vietnam mm-hmm. and again fighting. Uh, you know, well, they saw what happened to their families. Yes, or they were just afraid to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no too. problem yeah. with that. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm not saying that as a knock. I'm just saying compared to their their parents, mm-hmm. th- they've done nothing but leech off of the, the benefits that them was all because of their parents world war ii and then when war ii came out the explosion of the interstates mm-hmm. truman and fdr building up everything and creating national parks and, and spreading america out mm-hmm. the boomers have, have have taken and taken and taken and taken and it's like what have you given back yeah and, and you know and i don't mean like technological they don't want, no but they don't want to give anything back yeah, exactly they That's, want to take away they're not even they don't even feel guilty about that no and they don't realize it's actually hurting them now exactly now they're going how am i going to pay my bills well if you know 40 years ago if you how am i going to so, survive what happens yep. if i get sick yeah you know uh, and, and the funny thing is is a lot of them now are the ones that rail against government. And it's like, you're living off Medicare, dude. Mm-hmm. You're living off Medicare and Social Security. And I know you, you pay into your Social Security, but it's still a government thing that was created. And, and it just, I don't know, it just blows my mind to see just such a, like, they're angry all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, y'all literally lived in the most prosperous part of mm-hmm. the of the United States. Yeah, you've seen some shit in your later lives in the 80s at time. Even though we all think of the 80s in the day glow fun, there were mm-hmm. some really bad economic times in that stretch, especially down here in Texas when the oil fields crashed in 86 mm-hmm. and 87. But y'all lived, y'all, 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 y'all dream about the 50s because even 
even if your dad simply pumped gas at a gas station, y'all could afford a home. The yeah. mom didn't have to work. You had a black and white TV. You got three square meals. And you, then if you stayed long enough, you retired with pay and health coverage. Yes, with, with all that. And by the way, you know, again, we, we always get into it. I, as much as I get pissed about government, I, I'll always rail against corporations because we have 401ks. Because they didn't want to pay anymore. Pensions, yeah. And so now instead they're like, hey, you know what? If you pay a little and you get lucky in the stock market, you mm-hmm. might have this. Oh, but if it crashes. That's just you're the, screwed. Yeah, if you, you know, for people, like if you're in your 40s and it crashes, no big deal. But like there are people in the last bad 08, 09, the housing crisis, that they literally – lost everything of their retirement and never got it back. And some of them now are the ones that are, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. How, where am I going to live? I'm going to be destitute in a mm-hmm. you know homeless or a nursing home and not, you know, getting ass rashes because it's, a, it's government funded and they mm-hmm. don't pay. And it's just like the decisions you make when you're 20 come back. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. And they're just, they're, they're just mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not mean that like oh you're so mean you know but I'm talking about they are generally just mean. hateful people angry they're racist mm-hmm. and and they're that racist that you, you you try to go oh you're you're eighty it's okay but when you're got a water hose spraying kids and scream I had this happen in where I live screaming at kids calling them the n word and they weren't even they, they were white but he was just so full of hate. And, mm-hmm. and I, I even asked him, I'm like, why are you so mad? And he goes off on a political rant for 10 minutes. And I, again, I have no problem if you're angry at politics, but he was quoting stuff that just wasn't real. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy is so angry to where I now do actually feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't because he's a snake and he'd bite me in a heartbeat mm-hmm. if, it, if it felt it. it oh, but, yeah. But it's just like you have been led down this, this, uh, sorry, sports update from Noe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been led down this road of anger and yeah. it's all fabricated. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be angry. They could make peace. They don't have to be so angry, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just. It's We're just, fearful. It just I just see them all as so scared. Like and that's and, and, and I see that in my parents. I'll say that. Like my mm-hmm. dad, my dad was a truck driver for twenty years. My dad drove great. I mean, he, he he's one of those that man, when he had a, a, a big trailer, he could in three points back it into a quarter inch space. Mm-hmm. Now, man, that guy will sit at pulling into my my neighborhood off the main road, he'll sit there for forty two minutes. And I'm like, dude, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a car. Dad, that car's at a red light. That red light just turned red. You're good. No, I'm, I'm just going to be safe. And I and I laugh and stuff, and then I realize it's because he's old. Mm-hmm. He needs to be slower for him. Yeah. And then I start to realize there's certain things in my life at 48 that I'm not fearful of yet, mm-hmm. but I'm like, huh? You know, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, should I? Should I? So worry about that. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Do I really have to worry about I mean, that right now? Yeah, exactly. Or just like we'll be sitting, like I'll be sitting. So my studio, it faces out. I live in a circle drive. And if somebody, if I see a car, I'm more now like, what, what are they doing at 9 p.m.? <laughs> I mean, seriously, and I'm not trying to, but I, I am. And I realize that even though I'm also the same guy that if I wake up at 3 in the morning, I'll go ahead and go walk up to the gas station. Right. And, you know, You're but, like one of the ones that would be out there Yeah, I'm the only one out. But I realize, though, that there is some of that. I hear so much about crime now, and mm-hmm. I see so many videos. And maybe when that car is there at 9 o'clock, maybe it's not there for good things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I go, shit, 
are we going to, to I, I think the fear part's inevitable. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you kind of said it earlier and, and, and not the same words, but I think basically how you deal with the fear, mm-hmm. that's going to be the decision on, are you going to take the fear and, and make the world better so you don't have fear? Mm-hmm. Or are you just going to get in your cubby hole and scream at the world, mm-hmm. old man off the lawn? Yeah, you know. Until next time, that's Vivian. I'm the Stone Texan, and this is the Middle Stone Age.